What's up, guys? Welcome to the Don't Forget to Love podcast with me, Mara Sullivan. Today's episode is about becoming more resilient, giving you some tools to bounce back when you have setbacks and being more self-aware. It takes self-awareness to be resilient because you have to know how you personally deal with difficult, hard, bad situations and whether or not you push through them well or Um, how you personally cope when things get hard, if you get stuck or go backwards instead of moving forward. I wanted to talk about resilience and self-awareness along with talking about ending the year strong and on a good note because things might have happened this year that you feel like have stopped you from achieving your goals and being where you want to be. I'm sure we have all had at least one thing this year not go as planned or didn't turn out how we wanted it to, but that does not mean the whole year has been bad. I know for me, I've definitely spent way more money than I planned to this year. Blame it on literally everyone. I love being on tour at the exact same time, but I have zero regrets. I've made so many incredible memories. But I have definitely put myself back in saving mode. I live a pretty frugal lifestyle in general. I really do spend on experiences rather than on a ton of material things. I live below my means, all the important stuff that we are told to do. But I definitely splurged more than I usually do on experiences this year. Point is, we do not have to throw 2023 away just because some things didn't go as planned or difficult things happened. So, I will be talking about some ways to make the most out of the last three months of this year and also doing a reset for the new month of October. Basically, just some light or soft prep for 2024. It's a little early for most of us to start thinking about New Year's resolutions, but a lot of what we plan to do next year will be determined by what we have and have not done this year. It's better to prepare now so that we're not trying to tie up a ton of loose ends or taking a bunch of 2023 goals into 2024 or getting to December and being like, I didn't have enough time or I should have done this or that differently. Let's all try to be able to say that I actually crushed it this year and you've made some real strides or progress in whatever it is you wanted to achieve, celebrating all your small wins, big and small wins. Um, I don't have much of a life update for you guys on this episode. Today is September 28th, and so The Kardashians um, premieres today. The Golden Bachelor premieres tonight, and I am so excited to watch both of them. I probably won't have like a... um, like my thoughts on the Kardashians um, season, this new season for like a couple of weeks because I don't watch them until like three or four, until I can watch like three or four episodes at a time. So I like to like binge watch them. So I let them stack up. Um, but The Golden Bachelor, I definitely will be watching this weekend. And I'm so excited for that. The Bachelor franchise in general, um, you guys know that I watched Charity's season this past season. That was the first one that I have watched in, a, in years. And so... I am definitely excited for The Golden Bachelor. I think it's a great idea. I think it's really different. I'm just, I'm excited for the entertainment to see how these um, seasoned um, people on the show do. And I'm, I'm definitely excited. I think it's so cute. And I cannot wait to watch it. Tonight, I'm going to a theater here in Baltimore called Center Stage to see a Billie Holiday tribute. So I'll be able to talk about how that was on the next episode. But yeah, overall, I'm just getting ready for October, which is the best month of the year. Literally take a shot every time I say October is my birth month and I'm turning 25. 
but we can go ahead and jump in to doing a little new month reset. It's also Halloween month. And of course, all the fall things, pumpkin, apple, caramel. Do you guys say caramel or caramel? Because I say caramel. I never say caramel. Um, also, football. It is the most wonderful time of the year. It's also the last quarter of the year. We have a little over 10 weeks left in the rest of 2023, which is so wild. An easy way to hold yourself accountable is to have a micro goal for each week. Just write down 10 small things you want to do or 10 small things that will add up to one big goal by the end of the year. For example, for me, I have to plan and prep content and I like to do these episodes weekly or more than once a week if I can. So I brainstormed 10 or 12 episodes that I can outline and batch record for the rest of this year because I know the end of the year will be busier. Um, at work and all the holidays and I'll be traveling for Thanksgiving and I won't have a ton of time in November and December. So I like to have at least an idea of what I'm doing to get a little bit ahead. My goal for the podcast was to have um, at least 52 episodes um, up by the end of the year because there are 52 weeks in a year and I'm super close. This will either be episode 40 or 41 and so some weeks like this one I will have more than one episode up a week just so that hopefully I can hit my goal. Um, but that's just an example. So you can break October, November, and December down into the weeks. The next four weeks of October will be like a little soft countdown to the end of the year. October actually has five weeks, but the last week also runs into the first week of November. So you can pick four or five things that you want to do or start doing before the year is over and do them or start doing them over the next five weeks of October. Same with November and December. Three months is actually so perfect because it's measurable. It's 90 days and you can make significant changes and a lot of progress in 90 days. You'll be that much more motivated going into the new year. Year, and you'll have a sense of accomplishment at the end of this year. So get granular about your life before the year is over. Granular is just getting as specific and detailed as possible. Assess how you're living, your daily habits, what you want to improve on, small tweaks that you can add to make your life better. Start thinking about your next year goals now. Like I said, it's a little early to start thinking about resolutions, but what are your fall and winter goals? Reflect on the year. What do you want to do differently? Have you achieved your goals? What helped you get there? If there are any... Um, if there are things you haven't achieved yet, think about why you haven't and how you can if you still want to. Time management and priorities is a huge deal. If you want to, for example, if you want to kickstart weight loss or health or fitness, think about what's one thing you can do today to get you closer to your goal. Can you drink one more bottle of water or say no to that one junk food or take a walk or do a gym session? Ask yourself, um, ask yourself that every day. What's just one thing I can do today that will get me closer to my goal? And you'll realize it'll turn into more than one thing. If you do one healthy thing, it will motivate you to do other healthy things. It's like um, a domino or dominoes. If you want to um, save money, think about what's the one thing you can do today to get you closer to that goal, saying no to buying that thing or making an extra payment on a credit card or on debt or meal prepping so that you don't have to eat out. Just one thing and goals typically go together. So wanting to be healthy usually means cooking at home more instead of going out, which in turn saves you money. 
I know people have been saying that groceries are just as expensive now as going out is, but really pay more attention to where you shop, what you're buying, how much you're eating versus how much you actually need. One of the things I learned, I realized this year was that I was way overeating for the amount of energy that I was burning. If I'm sitting at my desk all day, barely moving or just doing a light walk, I do not need massive portions of food when I'm on my feet all day and weight lift and do my treadmill all in the same day, then of course I'll need more food, but I am not an athlete and training super hard all day every day, and so I don't need a ton of food every day. Also remember that junk food um, sometimes makes you hungrier. Things like chips, sweets, sugary stuff, snacks are not always the most satiating. They can make you hungrier or just not satisfied at all. Fiber, protein, healthy carbs, healthy fat will most Uh, Most times keep you full longer. Tea also keeps me satiated and satisfied. The only reason I'm using food as an example is because it's a common one that people spend a lot of money on and always ask for help with. But whatever your goals are, even if it's something like reading more books or reading the Bible or cleaning more, ask yourself where you can make 10 minutes today and pick up that book or set a 10 minute timer to clean up any task that you feel like you don't have time for, the easiest way to do it, or at least start it, is to set a timer for just a few minutes and just do it. Get more focused the rest of this year. Limit your screen time. Scroll as little as possible when you can. We're so overstimulated, so just make sure that you're paying attention to the content you consume. If you have had a rough year or will have to face some hard things, at some point the rest of this year, a great quality to have when facing obstacles is resiliency. By definition, resiliency is the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. It's having toughness. No matter how much we plan and prepare, life happens and how we deal with hard things either makes us or breaks us. I know we're living in a world where everyone's talking about the soft life, including myself, and protecting your peace and good vibes only. But the reality is that we will go through hard, bad, difficult, frustrating, stressful, scary things. Me personally, I have been fired, quit, got in trouble, failed classes. I've picked the wrong guy. I've been overweight. I've had desperate energy. I've had to have hard conversations. I've had bad days. I've been offended embarrassed, bullied, all the things. But in life, you can either let those things hold you back and make you stuck, or you can figure out how to get back up and move forward. Learning resiliency is essential for being human because without it, like I said, either you will move backwards or you'll stay stuck in whatever bad thing happened. And for me, staying in the same place is not an option and neither is going backwards. Resiliency is important to have and to build and to learn because we cannot just give up when the going gets tough. We've all heard that saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And it doesn't have to be you trying to do the same thing again that the same thing that didn't work over and over again. Einstein said this definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Some things just don't work. That doesn't mean quit. It means change. It means reroute, pivot, make some adjustments and go about it differently. When things don't go the way we want them to, something um, doesn't work out, a deal falls through, something takes longer than you planned or wanted it to, Feel your feelings, but move through them, work with them instead of staying stuck in how you feel. I, like I said, um, have failed before. I've failed 
math my freshman year in college. And I didn't just say, well, this whole college thing isn't for me. Guess I'll drop out now just because I failed one class. No, I just took the class again with a different teacher and I passed and I kept it moving. One thing um, Pastor Jamal Bryant always says is when a baby is learning how to walk and they take a few steps and fall, they're not like, well, I guess walking just ain't for me. Like, no, they get back up and they take a few more steps. Children are so resilient, especially in the toddler early stages. They can literally recover from almost anything. Not much slows them down or phases them. Most of the time, giving up doesn't even exist to them. When kids get their mindset on doing something, they are so persistent and making it happen. Like they get fixated on things. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves to be like that. As we get older, we let more things affect us, what people think of us and embarrassment and failure and all these negative things we often let hold us back or make us quit. But you have to be resilient and push yourself through the doubt, fear, shame, whatever you might face. So let's talk about a few things that you can do to be more resilient and to pick yourself back up when you need to, to push yourself and keep going. The number one thing when you are going through something difficult, hard, scary, embarrassing, sad, is to be very, very mindful with how you are coping. We all have coping mechanisms. We all deal with emotions and situations differently. Getting blackout drunk to escape all the bad things is not a healthy, effective, mature way of coping. Using and abusing any substance, the most common ones are, we all know, drugs and alcohol, are obviously going to make matters worse instead of better. A drink after um, something stressful might help you relax, but the whole bottle on repeat and just wallowing and feeling sorry for yourself is not going to help the situation. Same with overeating on junk food and comfort food. You can have it in the moment if you really need to, but if that's all you're eating and what you're using to cope, it's going to make you feel worse instead of better. Anything we use to try to escape what we're dealing with isn't going to actually make us feel better because when we do that, we're not just dealing, we're not dealing with the actual issue. You guys know I bring up the using band-aids on bullet wounds analogy all the time. You have to deal with and address the root cause, the actual issue, and move from there. Exercising for me is the easiest way to release like anxious or stressed out energy. I can jump on my treadmill and go for a walk and zone out. It always makes me feel better. Same thing with sleep. Sometimes things are not as bad as they seem after I've had some good sleep. Like when you rest, your body and brain has a chance to relax, to calm down, and you can wake up with some clarity and in a better state than just staying wired and trying to deal with things when you're exhausted and in a state where literally nothing productive is going to happen. Like when we're too tired and we're trying to do something that's that's already making us frustrated, it's not productive. Nothing's going to happen. Sometimes you just need to step away, go to sleep. <laughs> that is literally my answer to so many things. Just, just go to sleep. You'll be surprised at how much a difference it makes when you wake up. Being resilient is all about being self-aware, which is why I wanted to talk about them together because how you deal with things is so personal and so unique to who you are. So ask yourself how you how do you honestly respond to stress, hard, bad, negative things, difficult or uncomfortable things? What do you think are your coping mechanisms? Do you shut down or do you deal with things when they happen? Do you have a vice that you reach for for comfort? 
Um, if it's unhealthy, what can you replace that with? A simple, easy exercise to be more self-aware and mindful of how you view yourself is to just write down five of your biggest strengths and weaknesses. I can use myself as an example. I like getting the hard things out of the way quick, and so I will list my weaknesses first. These won't be super deep or anything. These are just examples of things that I'm aware of about myself. Number one would probably be um, my face pretty much always looks mad, like I'm ready to fight. Like my coworkers and friends and stuff tell me that all the time. Like my face just has no chill sometimes, and so I really do put in effort to, I guess, just look more open when I need to, look, you know, more inviting, if you will. I don't know. But I'm a Scorpio. I grew up in Baltimore, which we all know has its danger. And so I just I just have a like, don't F with me kind of face, I guess. Like, it's just, it just is what it is. I'm always focused. I'm serious. But I am being more mindful about it now. Number two would have to be that I'm not a venter. I do not like process things with other people. And that's a good and a bad thing because it can be hard for me to open up. But it's also nice because everyone doesn't need to know everything. But I'm definitely like not the person who just like word vomits everything onto someone else. Like I definitely do not vent too often. I do, but like not not a lot. Number three, um, I'm not like super emotional on the outside. And so sometimes I come off as not having feelings. I am. This is also something that I'm also better at now. But like if I'm a mad or annoyed, it'll be on my face. But like if everyone's freaking out or panicking about something scary or serious like politics or during the pandemic is a good example because I'm I'm just not like emotional about things like that. And it's not that I don't care or that I don't understand the seriousness I just don't like to get all hyped up about things that I can't control or don't really have anything to do with. And so that tends to come off as like me not caring, but I just, I'm just not super emotional about stuff like that. Not all the time. Um, Number four is I replay situations in my head and I will get pissed off like all over again. And so I have to remind myself that it's in the past. And I think a lot of people do this. Like if something bad, annoying, frustrating, just bad happens we'll kind of like go over and over it in our head sometimes like I can think about something annoying that happened months or even years ago and I can feel the exact same negative emotions I felt about it in the moment I also have a really strong memory and so I can bring up things that happened a long time ago like a long long time ago a guy that I dated actually pointed that out to me because I didn't even realize that it was something I did And I would um, bring up something and he wouldn't even be mad about it. But he would be like, how the hell do you even remember that? Because like it would literally be years like years ago, years would go by and it could be like the smallest thing, not even a dramatic situation. But I will remember it. I don't hold grudges, but I will always remember like it's so annoying. My memory is so good, but it's one of those things like this also good and bad because yeah, like I can remember a lot of things, but it's annoying even to me. My memory is crazy. Um, number five uh, would be that I am pretty guarded. Creating content online has definitely made me put myself out there a lot more, but it can take a minute to get to know me. Like I'm not, um, I'm super private. And so that's definitely been something I'm getting better at, but you guys know. 
you guys know how like some people are natural oversharers and charismatic and talkative. I am naturally the complete opposite. <laughs> like I'm naturally shy, quiet, reserved, private. But like I said, I am putting myself out there more. So those are my five like weaknesses or flaws when it comes to self-awareness and how I deal with things. Five of my strengths would probably be um, number one, I've gotten really good at laughing at myself and not taking myself too seriously. This one is pretty new. I definitely did not used to embrace my flaws and mistakes, but being more confident and secure in who I am has honestly just led to me not giving a flying fruit loop. <laughs> like I do not care. You know how people say that um, you stop caring in your 30s and 40s? Well, that's how I feel at 24. I just do not care. I will laugh at myself. Like I said, I just really try not to take myself too seriously. Number two would be, I would say that I'm relatively calm and relaxed on the outside in high stress situations and environments. This goes back to what I had listed as one of my weaknesses, though, like not being super emotional um, when crazy things are going on. But this is also a strength. I didn't realize this about myself, like I said, until the pandemic, because during that time, I was literally chilling, like the entire shutdown. I know that sounds privileged, and this is no disrespect to the horrible situations that so many people faced during that time, but I was good. Like, I loved being home every day, all day. I got in the best shape of my life because I was not going out to eat. I saved a ton of money because there was literally nothing to spend on. Um, I wasn't scared or caught up in the politics of it all. There's a quote that says, pay attention to how much fear and stress is actually yours. So many people drive themselves crazy and are holding on to anxiety and worry that has nothing to do with them. We can empathize with other people, but try not to let their difficult, sad, bad, hard situations become yours. And I do want to say, like, during the shutdown, I definitely was worried about finances and money and stuff. But as far as, like, all the political stuff and the mask and, like, that side of things, I just did not let myself get overly emotional and, like, up in arms about it. Number three, I did have these. I do have decent um, coping skills. I like to journal, read. Um, I love to read fiction to take my mind off of things. I work out to release negative energy instead of doing things like stress eating, which will make me more miserable. Um, I love to call someone if I'm not in a great space just to catch up. Um, number four would be, I would say I am pretty good with communication. I really, really, really try not to avoid things or sweep them under the rug or be in denial. It is one of my biggest pet peeves when people do. If I have an issue with something um, or I did something wrong or I need something, I just try to say that. It's not easy all the time to do, but it makes life so much easier instead of just walking around trying to pretend like something, um, not something's not bothering me or not wanting to address the elephant in the room. Obviously, some things need to be addressed in different ways. It's all about how you approach someone, your tone, how you're bringing up something uncomfortable, and I am as mindful of that as possible. But I am like a, if you have something to say, say it kind of person, of course, like in a respectful way, but I just don't like when people are in denial or avoiding things, especially if it's something that gets dragged out for a long time and someone's avoiding an issue or acting like it doesn't exist. Communication is such a maturity thing and it can be hard, but effective communication is key in 
all relationships, personal, family, friends, romantic, work, school, all areas. Number five for my strengths, last but not least, I would say that I am pretty open-minded, non-judgmental, versatile. This is one that can also be good or bad because I am not in like everything's black and white person or like things can only be one way. This one is good when it comes to being able to accept people for who they are and being able to be friends with a lot of different people. But this is also one that is difficult when it comes to religion and church people. Y'all know I grew up in church. I love Jesus. I love church. But we all know that religion and accepting people for who they are tend to clash. And I will be the first to admit I am not the most overly religious, super conservative person in the world by any means. And so this can be both a strength and a weakness depending on someone's religious or political views. I just try not to take other people's life decisions personally. It's not that deep to me. I try to support everyone, love everyone, meet people where they are enjoy my life, pray that everybody comes to know Jesus, be saved. In my experience, loving people is just so much more effective than judging them and sending them to hell or trying to fix them. I, That's just like my belief, not saying it's right or wrong, that that's just how I am. So that's a few of my strengths and weaknesses when it comes to being self-aware and how I personally deal with difficult or uncomfortable situations. This is a really good exercise to do. Just write down five of your greatest strengths and weaknesses when it comes to self-awareness and how resilient you are and how you see yourself. Like I said, a big part of self-awareness is being able to be honest with yourself and other people about your weaknesses and flaws. Beyonce taught us to embrace our flaws and all. Um, Take the shame and the guilt and judgment out of our shortcomings and mistakes and things that we don't like and things that we do wrong. Remember that we're all just out here doing the best we can with what we have and what we know. None of us really knows what we're doing. And so just keep that in mind. I also wanted to say that the most insecure people who gossip and always have something to say about someone else and are always in other people's business and like that kind of stuff, they're just always the least self-aware people. It's literally the most telling sign of insecurity and low self-esteem and unhappiness when people have to put other people down. It usually means they're trying to take the attention off of themselves and don't want you to notice or call out their flaws and what's wrong with them. And they don't want to or know how to deal with their own issues and things that they don't like about themselves. Emotionally secure people and self-aware people do not feel threatened by other people. There's no need to disrespect someone else when you're happy with yourself and your life and who you are. But when it comes to resilience and handling situations, remember that maturity is everything. Your level of maturity determines how you cope, how you communicate, your emotional intelligence, how you solve problems. Remember, you are responsible for your choices and actions. We cannot control everything that happens to us, but how we deal with those things is up to us. Also, think about your support system. The people around you will either help you move forward or stay stuck or move backwards. Do you have people in your life who can be strong and speak sense and life into you when you cannot do it for yourself? Definitely think about your support system. 
As you're going into the last few months of this year and thinking about next year, remember that every area of your life affects all the other areas. How you sleep and eat affects how you feel and how you act. If you do not have a spiritual practice or believe in something bigger, it can be harder to deal with difficult situations because you'll feel like you're doing everything by yourself. My favorite part about being Christian and believing in Jesus is knowing that I am never alone in anything. I'm never in anything by myself. The Bible says, let God fight your battles. The Bible also says, no matter what situation I'm in, I have learned how to be content. And I really have. I have so much peace and so much contentment. I'm good even when things are bad. And I think that that's one of the biggest pillars to having faith is, you know, being able to be strong and Um, you know, have that sense of contentment, even when things are not ideal. Because it's not about, and I also know like, because it's not about me, it's definitely about God's will being done, whether I like how he does it or not, that is not up to me. I just know that all things work together for my good, all things, the bad, the stressful, hard, difficult, complicated, most hurtful, annoying things work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose, not mine. So just keep having a spiritual practice in mind because it definitely helps, especially when it comes to resiliency and dealing with hard situations. Every area of your life affects all the other areas. The people you have in your life impact how you live and how you think. For resetting this new month of October, think about what are little things you can do today that, like I said, will add up to a lifestyle change so that you're not overwhelming yourself and trying to do huge things all at one time. Are there ways that you're holding yourself back? Are there any ways that you are hindering yourself from success? Make sure you are not making excuses if there is something you know you need to or want to do. Think about how you can be more effective and learn new things, evolve, grow. A big part of being self-aware is being able to admit that you do not know everything. And just like we have to be honest about what we don't know and aren't right about everything, it's just as important to know when you are right and when you do know something. One of my favorite quotes when it comes to self-awareness is when Iyanla Van Zandt says, stop acting like you don't know what you know. She always asks this when she is dealing with a client. She always says, what are you acting like you don't know? Because sometimes we don't like to face the truth when we know something deep down, but we don't want to face it. Like we need to move or we need to cut that person off or we know something's um, bad for us, but we act like we don't we act like we don't know it. (laughs) Like, what are you acting like you don't know? That is one of the best questions you can ask yourself, especially when dealing with something that's stressing you out. Another one of my favorite quotes is Oprah Winfrey's. You are responsible for the energy you bring into a room. What kind of energy are you giving off and taking into a room, especially when you're in a mood or just in general? Like I said, I have had that habit of always looking mad or unemotional and I had to be more aware of how I'm coming off. Is your energy relaxed and calm or is it stressed and angry and mad at the world? And this isn't to say how this isn't to say hide how you're really feeling. It's more 
not bringing other people down with you when you're not feeling great. You know those people who are having a bad day and so they take it out on everyone else? That's the energy I'm talking about. Being mature enough to either exclude yourself or tell people around you, hey, I'm having a rough day. I don't mean to come off like a you know what, but I'm sorry if I do. Or just faking it till you make it. We all have times where we have no choice but to put on a happy face and get through the day like nothing's wrong. And then we can fall apart later. <laughs> like we all got to do what we got to do. Sometimes you have no choice but to pull yourself together and be strong and then cry it out or talk it out or run it out later. That's, that's also resiliency. People, especially women, do it all the time. Like, you have no idea what someone else is going through. I say that all the time. For the most part, people, like I said, are just out here doing the best that they can, trying to make it through the day in one piece. That is it for this episode, guys. Do a little self-reflection. Also reflect on this year and how you want it to end as we go into these last three months. If you get knocked down, get up and dust yourself off. Life is so short. Do not waste your time wasting your time. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you're following this podcast and have this saved to your library so that you do not miss any episodes from me. Also, make sure that you share, rate, and review this podcast. It helps me out a ton. Direct message me anytime with any questions or topics you want me to cover. My Instagram is at Mara P. Sullivan. You can also find me on Lemon 8 at Mara P. Sullivan and you can DM me on Lemon 8 now too. They just added the DM feature and so you can hit me up on there anytime as well. Remember, no matter how difficult, stressful, hard life might get, do not forget to love. I'll talk to you guys soon.